and this is probably another episode of Perfect Recording Synchronicity. Uh, the last one went really well, and that was with four people recording separately. So hats off oh, to yeah. you guys. We nailed it on the last one. <laughs> Which uh, That's actually what we can do to make your life easier editing. It, it definitely made it easy uh, because even even Amanda's audio. Uh, so who guessed it on the last episode was there as well, and it was really really good. So uh, I think uh, I think I lucked out. Really, I feel like I lucked out. Um, so it was a massive edit. That edit took me a long time for just over an hour of audio, uh, and I think it turned out about as well as it could. So anyway, I've never. I take serious pride in the fact that I can click a button and synchronous with someone else saying go. I think it's very important. <laughs> yeah. It's an important skill set. It's it's a very soft skill set, but it's a life skill set. You know, it's a real life skill set, and uh, they don't they don't teach you that in school, kids. Might as well drop out. Adam will teach you. He'll teach you all you need to know about pressing buttons in sync. Anyway, so this oh, is episode God. eighty-seven of Rona Geek official <laughs> official podcast. Don't drop out of school. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Never man. listen to Alex. How about that? <laughs> Let's just go with that and move forward. This is this is Alex Austin, and not in the room with me today. I have. And Rob. And Rob. And we are covering some news bites and sound bites today uh, regarding news, movies, games, everything. That's what we do on Rhoda Geek Official Podcast. And we'll probably we'll probably get some of it wrong. We'll get some of it right along the way. We'll argue a bit about it. We'll banter back and forth. Then we'll do some playing and watching and talk about how we've been having fun and staying isolated during uh during during the current situation, which we won't go into depth on. But Guys, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Let's do the mental health check now. Oh, God. <laughs> Adam. We should never check on our mental health. Whether or not we're isolated, this is not a good topic. On a scale of I 1 need, to I 10, need... how, how disconnected are you from reality? <laughs> okay, yeah, I need some time to mentally prepare for this. So, uh, Adam, you go ahead. <laughs> He's dead. Don't mind. I had to close the window. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would say... Uh, on a scale of, of, of 1 to 10, how disconnected am I if, Am I from the reality that, that I used to know? I'm probably red. So that's that's where I'm at right now. That's how I'm feeling. <laughs> I, I've grown some level of normal, normalcy lately. I There was a time when things went really bad. I was up till 3. Not even. I was, I was up at 3. And oh, then God. moving on. But. Uh, things have gotten back a little bit more to normal. I'm falling asleep now at my normal time. So things are getting more normal for me. I, re- I realized I went way off the deep end. I went, holy shit, I got to control this shit. I got to get back in line. I got to be in a, a human being again. <laughs> so eventually my body just reacclimated and I'm better now. I saw a funny well, tweet. Somebody was saying, like, hey, we can all agree that sleep patterns just don't matter anymore, right? <laughs> 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 and I identified with that so much. I'm like, oh my god, that's my life right now. Jesus. Welcome to isolation, where the jobs are made up and the not. Yeah. <laughs> my job is more that's made up accurate. than ever before. Really. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that's great. Oh my god. So anyway, uh, Rob, how, how are you doing? You doing okay? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Yeah. Okay. Doing okay. <laughs> At least, at least uh, we- fine. He's been researching flatter theories, and uh, <laughs> he's doing great. Don't mind the, the the fact that he's painted his color red because it makes his house go faster. He's, Don't mind that at all. He's doing fine. Yeah, he's watching great. a lot of Alex Jones, David Icke. He's he's researching the moon landing, <laughs> flat Earther. <Well, laughs> I need to get all my news from Alex Jones, otherwise, you know, it's fake. 
They're making the Wi-Fi gay. Yeah, they're making the Franz gay. Oh man. <laughs> oh, I miss him. I miss him. What a what a kooky son of a bitch. Anyway, uh, so we'll get into some news bites here, some sound bites from the week. There ain't much to talk about. I think we'll probably get into more into playing and watching once we get to that point. But there are some salacious news bites. Uh, one of them. Uh, that just kind of dropped, and Adam, maybe, uh, I hope I'm not stealing your thunder here, but th- but there's a couple games that got pushed back by Sony? Yeah, it's one of them. I, I actually only brought up, I'm only, I'm only bringing up one game, because I don't think the rest of them really mattered that much. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, there was, there was two main ones that are first-party titles that I'm noticing, and one of them that this is related to is Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, that, that was the one I was going to bring okay, up. Okay, well, you uh, go, you go ahead and do it then. No, that, that's it. What the fuck do you want from no. me? It's now delayed <laughs> Well, no, no, no. I have an update. That's I have an update. <laughs> I asked you just to no. kibosh it. <laughs> what, what, wasn't that news like, god damn, this is the Ronin Geek pacing for news. <laughs> uh, no, no. Another, a newest new update just dropped at him at 3.12 p.m. Oh, really? my God. Yeah, and it, apparently it is now <laughs> not been uh pushed back indefinitely now it's just pushed back for two weeks so it's going to come out uh i think june 26 okay. uh was the date oh, i'm sorry uh june 19th so it just got pushed back a couple weeks everything's okay i think that there was a bit of reaction happening because there was some le- some story leakage happening around last of us part two online and, and i think that rubbed some people the wrong way and uh and naughty dog went pretty extreme with the response on that one saying it was pushed back indefinitely and that and that was uh all yeah. within the last day so uh good news yeah. it's still gonna happen june 19th so for people who are still gonna be in isolation by then which Maybe all of us. Who knows at this point? At least we'll have something new to play. And then, and then there's another one. Uh, and it, also going along with this is Ghost of Tsushima, which was originally slated for June 19th, but has now been pushed back to July 17th to get it out of the way of Last of Us Part Two. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, I, I don't know nice. if I'm going to be getting either game, so it's less exciting for me. But hey, people will probably play them. Play the first. I won't play the second. <laughs> uh, I granted it's a good game. I understand that, but I just, I you know, while I'm sure there's plenty of things that are good all around on this planet, I don't have time to do them all. I think and this is one of them. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I'm interested in Ghost, but other than that, I mean, Last of Us Two, I'll pick up when it goes on sale. Well, you know, Last of Us Part Two. I mean, the great thing about right now, you know, it's hitting at a time when we really need something just positive and uplifting and very yeah. loving and caring, like the <laughs> hug of a warm sweater. Like that, that really is where the Last of Us Part Two. That that's where it's going to hit. I think that's the market right we there. We really need the the love of a father who's willing to sacrifice us at the end of a long journey, and occasionally, you know, smash someone's face in on the corner of a door jam. No big deal. Sometimes you got to do these things. <laughs> Yeah. That just you know that makes me want to play God of War because you know that the son ain't dying. That that father loves him, will protect him. So Absolutely, that's the kind of father. It's you a story of love, really. Times. <laughs> God of War, story of love, and uh... it's well, it's right up there with uh, um, oh crap, ah the joke's done. The one with the cool cue cards and shit like that. Which one, Mad Max? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was clearly yeah. close. <laughs> that that was a yeah, that was a loving comedy. You're right, absolutely. Oh my god! I mean, with one man in his in his engine, I guess. I pride myself. I pride myself on analogies and and figuring things out like that. So anyway, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. Ghost is also pushed back. 
<laughs> it's been see, a day. Ago. See what I did there? I was tactical about it. I just went with ghost. <laughs> I knew I was going to butcher the name. I'm on the ghost train now, man. I'm on the ghost train. That's that's the train I just hopped onto. No more, no more. Whatever that place in Japan is. So that's that's out. Anyway, this is all announced on Sony's of. <laughs> all I can think about now is Ghost Sushimi. Ghost Ghost of Sushimi. <laughs> you, you mean Sashimi? <laughs> Oh my yeah. god. I wonder if the food is. <laughs> oh my god, you go to eat your food and it's just like all of a sudden you see like a prawn floating near you, like, what are you doing, motherfucker? <laughs> so, this, of course, coming from guys running a podcast called Ronin Geek Official Podcast, which, curiously enough, uh, Ronin is actually spelled wrong if you were to take it in actual uh, uh, Romanized characters in the translation. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. So, because Ronin is actually, if, if you were to say it in Japanese, it's Ronin, but in, in English, we don't really have that sound of like, oh, so we like a lifting up of the O. So it's kind of a long O sound. So it should be written R-O-U-N-I-N, uh, actually, if you're doing it phonetically in, in, in a romanized character script. However, uh, I did not do that. So because it just looks better with no U. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a terrible human being. That's how we do it. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Sorry, man. I'm getting real slap happy here. It's the isolation. Uh, so that's the first bit of news. Second bit of news, and this this is uh, this is actually a good bit of news, something that's moving up, which I'm very excited about, uh, and you guys should be excited as well because uh, it's related to Star Wars. So the uh, Star Wars Skywalker Saga promo has dropped from uh, Disney+. Plus. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. That, that, oh, I was going to say, that's been rumored for quite a while now. No, yeah, it's good news. It's good news. Sorry, I'm I'm just interjecting with useless commentary. <laughs> you know, you're shit, your new shit. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. It's Star Wars better. Shut up. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> thanks, Rob. Thanks for the input. I'm pretty sure we've already figured out we're all hacks here, so I'm just going to play it up. As we do. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so let me just read that again real quick, just in case it didn't capture it. But uh, apparently, Disney Plus is releasing Star Wars Rise of Skywalker early. For May the 4th. And I'm saying this again because I might have been muted when I first tried to say that. And I might have actually belched on the mic. This is going to be a fun edit, guys. I can tell you that oh, right man. now. <laughs> eh, I can live without that movie. Anyway. So I don't care when it's released. So when are they doing the remake? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it's, it, it's a, again, a, a very <laughs> uplifting story that, that you can follow along with for nine movies about... One family who just rips the galaxy to shreds <laughs> to feed their own and egos. So they're going to put, they're going to redo the movie like they redid Cats, just re-edit a bunch of digital effects to try and change. The oh, story. that'd be amazing! But they have to add in like size noodles in his band. So that's. <laughs> I need be- to watch that movie. There's too many memes now. <laughs> I am afraid to watch it because I like to sleep. Okay, yeah, we should watch it together then sometime. Oh my god. <laughs> So yeah, this this is all good news. I feel like I feel like it's good. I'm into it, and uh, I don't know some other stuff on the internet. I'm seeing a Hellraiser TV series in the works with HBO. Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> okay, that's uh, that's a word for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they could possibly make a series out of that, but okay. And we'll find uh, out. yeah, they they made you know several movies I don't care about. So good good on them. One episode to explain the story of each of the pins that goes. <laughs> A lot of episodes. I mean, if we started at zero, we would have been done by now. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like how football players like like get the stickers on their helmets or whatever for for tackles or touchdowns or whatever they get the stickers on their helmets for. It's kind of like that. Only this is for like 
I, I don't know, torturing the mortal souls out of people. I don't know. I don't know what he does. <laughs> so uh, I don't care, actually. <laughs> Pinhead is not one of the horror guys that I really cared too much about. I guess I've always been more into the Alien series. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Alien, alien movies are know, amazing. Not, Freddy was cool because it was your nightmares. Hellraiser was kind of cool. I think all I remember is his face. And he he kind of reminds me of Zon Kuthon in Pathfinder. I mean, I guess it'd be the other way around, likely. But ultimately, he just wasn't that villain. That I, He didn't leave an impression. I don't even know what he's about anymore. And I've probably seen two of the movies. So what do I care? Well, it doesn't matter. It could be reimagined for the series. So there you go. Yeah, hopefully he'll get another chance and he can be cooler this time. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, there's there's not a whole lot else going on in terms of just news bites, sound bites that are out there. Um, I, I think this week was pretty pretty normal uh, overall mm-hmm. and not, not a whole lot of new news other than things just getting pushed back. Uh, there is actually coming up here, and I think it's coming out Star Wars Day as well, if not sooner, is actually, uh, it's I think a six or seven part series based on the making of the Mandalorian uh, coming to Disney plus, which should be really interesting. Oh, so that, so that's something to look forward to there. Nice little gift coming our way. Uh, you know what? It could be out already. I don't know. I haven't logged into Disney plus in a couple of days. It's I don't been, think so. I would have seen it. It's been, it's been a weird <laughs> few days. And uh, so, yeah, anyway, that that's going to be another cool thing coming up here that we'll be able to watch. Uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah, that's it. That's it. Actually, I figured I'd, I'd bring up some, kind of cool thing here there was um so the the e-premier league esports group basically the ones who do the fifa and the soccer sports for for esports stuff i guess they teamed up with a bunch of football um players and for fifa and i say you know what i mean when i say football because i'm used to that terminology but um so they actually got together with some real footballers and are putting them head to head in the video game version because they can't play live. Interesting. Hmm. And all the prize money is being donated to charity because these people don't need money. They're like, no, just donate it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're they're getting this little real life, you know, sports ball players and getting them together and go, hey, let's play a game online. And you're not going to be the greatest at it, but who gives a shit? It's going to be fun for everyone. Well, it's really cool. It's really cool. And and it kind of brings some sports into it as well, because I think the sports fans out there are really starving. They're really starving. The draft just happened, but ain't much else is going on for NFL, so it's going to (laughs) be. Yeah, they're trying. I don't think this is going to attract those people in, because those are the same, you know, the people who enjoy those games aren't aren't watching the other ones. It's not necessarily that they care about esports or have an opinion that it's bad or good. They just, that's not what they want. Yeah, I'm hoping things improve here for sports fans. I mean, what it usually starts what uh, early September you usually get the NFL season so hopefully hopefully things are kind of worked out by then. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, actually, one thing that it does appear that people also want uh, is another little soundbite here is the Final Fantasy VII remake uh, actually hit 3.5 million units uh, sold as of last week. So that's really impressive considering the lockdown situations. That means there must be a lot of digital work in there. So that's huge. Oh, there has to be. No one can get a physical copy anyway. It's near impossible. Well, interestingly, uh, the Final Fantasy XV, when that first dropped, actually sold 5 million copies at launch. So it's interesting that 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 still would have sold more in its first couple of weeks. Uh, However, I think the the difference there is everything was open. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Rob, have you gotten a chance to play? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, How far have you gotten? Not far. Um, I've gotten... 
Oh boy, I think I'm in like chapter five. Yeah. So how do you, but, how do you um, like it so far? Eh. I mean, I liked it better when it was called Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. That's great. I mean, in all seriousness, though, um, I actually feel really bad for like some fans of this game because it's not even just the the lore that has been altered on them, and to a minimal extent. From what I understand, most people are very happy with it, and that's great. But what I'm saying, though, is that the mechanical changes are substantial. And oh, yeah. and to be perfectly fair, as a longtime Final Fantasy player, I don't enjoy the changes. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, no, Interesting. I think I think it's an absolute bastardization of what the game originally was mechanically. So because I mean, there was like it was like a, it was a tactical game that you played and there was a there was a nuance that you had to kind of get into the flow of and in this game it's more Devil May Cry. Like in in a sense like I and don't get me wrong, Adam knows I love those kinds of games, but that is not what this game was supposed to be. Well, but this is this is uh this is the modern Final Fantasy game though. This is where the combat's been headed for And if they a were up front about the, a long if time. they were up but the, here's the problem though, is that if they were a little more upfront with what they were doing with with this game without hiding it, which I mm. I admit will com- would completely um, destroy the the actual reveal that comes kind of with the end of the game, and and like the changes that happen. Um, kind of knowing about it from what you guys are talking about, it's unfortunate that they went so drastically in one direction because I, I get why they did it. I'm I'm not arguing against it. I'm just saying that if you're gonna call it a remake, it, you have to be a little more open with what you're changing if you're going to be changing it. Because then it's not a remake; it's just a redesign. Yeah, interestingly, when Nomura came back on this game from uh, the Kingdom Hearts series, he actually brought with him a fellow by the name of Mitsunori Takahashi, uh, who's actually the battle system designer from from the Kingdom Hearts series. So he's obviously worked with uh, Nomura for a long time on on the Kingdom Hearts series. So they did bring over talent directly from there, which kind of makes sense why it would have turned out a lot like that sort of feel of combat. Oh yeah, it yeah. it has the Kingdom Hearts feel altogether. The only thing it added to Kingdom Hearts was random swinging here and there. Yeah, but on top of that though, it it, it is in my opinion because I've played Kingdom Hearts three and Final Fantasy fifteen, uh, yeah. and I can tell you it's more similar to Final Fantasy fifteen. So it's Kingdom Kingdom Hearts is definitely a little bit more fast and furious and constant, uh, whereas this definitely feels a little bit more, it, it's not bad, it's not slower, but it's definitely more paced, it feels like, mm. and, and, and I'm certainly accessing menus a lot more uh, than I am in mm. Kingdom Hearts. In Kingdom Hearts, it's all kind of, everything's real time and it's all kind of on the controller layout, every every action you have to take. Uh, you don't have to access a menu to implement any of it, but but in that sense, the ATB system in Final Fantasy VII Remake still forces you uh, to enter those menus because you're kind of waiting for it to charge. But uh, yeah, kind of a, kind of an interesting th- way that it turned out. But yeah, I could definitely see the criticism that like, hey, like this is just not even Final Fantasy VII. So I get no, it. If I it, get it. In all in all honesty, it feels like it is um, Kingdom Hearts. And, and while I understand what you're saying about the menus, I mean that's just because there's more options in Seven than there is in Kingdom Hearts. Sure. That they had to do that. That mechanic facilitates the necessity of accessing your extra abilities. That's why things slow down. But I can tell you. I'm not, I'm not sure what difficulty you went in on, but when you're playing normal, it is fairly hectic as fights progress. Mm. And and while, yes, you get some reprieve from accessing your menus, it is not... 
Uh, it's not a lot, because really all you're doing is just selection. Time dilates just so you can push a button. But after that, as yeah. soon as it's pushed, everything snaps back into speed. And and it's not a problem. Like It's like mechanically very sound game. I'm not complaining about that at all. What I'm criticizing is that it is not the same style of game. Oh, definitely. So not. to call to call it a remake feels disingenuous to me. Do Do you mean the mechanics isn't the same style, or just the game feel in general? Kind of both, and uh, I mean the feel I get is warped because there is a gr- huge graphics overhaul. There is a lot more information being pumped at you, and I think that the way that they've done that has been very good. I think that they should have gotten better voice actors for the English version. Um, I think that a lot of the voice actors in the English version are terrible so far. Well, you might um, like you might like Mark Hamill when you get to him. Yeah, maybe. Sure. <laughs> and I mean, and that, that's the thing. There's obviously going to be... Who does Mark Hamill play? Don't tell me. <laughs> is it... Is, oh, it's the fat dude. I forget his name right Don now. Cordeo. Yeah. He played Don Cordeo. Oh my God, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. How did I not sure. notice that? Oh, dude. But... I don't know how you didn't notice that. Because he's that of good. Of all people. Yeah, he is. Phenomenal as a voice actor. Um, but the the whole thing is that I'm looking at this game and what was kind of promised 15 years back was not what we got. Which is not, not a complaint in the sense like a lot of people I think will love this game. But it is, like I said, it just it, it feels disingenuous to a degree. Now, interestingly, it's, it's a gripe, I, not a, not really a com- complaint in the true sense. So, to kind of piggyback on this uh, for another plug, I'm actually putting together a Final Fantasy VII remake coming to the West episode. Uh, so, it'll be a continuation, kind of, of Episode One, which is all about the original Final Fantasy VII coming to the West. And a lot of these points are going to be echoed in there, uh, particularly around the timeline, uh, starting all the way back in 2005 at E3, which is where the timeline for this remake game technically started. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, it'll be an interesting ride for people who are curious to hear about the whole timeline and kind of what happened to get us to this point, and also kind of how, how the final product turned out. Uh, I've done a lot of video cap for it, so uh, I'll be able to show a lot of what I'm talking about as well. There'll be more video in this episode than, than any before, and it'll probably be fairly long as well. But uh, yeah, that's coming, and and I think people will dig it. So yeah, shameless shameless self-plug here. Enjoy that. You enjoy that, listener, viewer, listener. Enjoy it. <laughs> you can be it's... watching the time, the time thing running. It could be a viewer. <laughs> you you could be looking at a waveform right now. I don't know. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> it's probably really exciting for you too. A nice blue waveform. <laughs> Maybe it's not blue. <laughs> it could be any color. You you could make a waveform any color. You really. <laughs> It's going to be future digital orange. We all know Ooh. that's the color of the future. Oh my god! Yeah, in Is almost there? there's only two colors. There's only two colors for a... digital things in the future: orange or blue. That's all you get. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Digi- for digital marking, I was going to say the color is usually white, like that pristine white color. And then oh everything, no! no, no. And for then like any... digital UI screens, oh, stuff like that. They're always orange or blue. I was going to say yeah, blue definitely is kind of what I see because it goes better with white. <laughs> I, unless, I unless you're the bad guy, unless you're the bad guy, then it's orange exactly. or red. Exactly. I can't. Ar- I can't yep. argue those palette sensibilities. I can't. I can't argue that. It's spot on. Yeah. <laughs> so would you? He can't argue that because he's working on an orange screen right now because he's an evil. Villain. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would show you, but this is just a podcast, so you can't. 
You can't actually. <laughs> a completely unrelated note: my actual background right now is the original Joust. <laughs> oh yeah, God, that's a great <laughs> yeah. game. Oh, uh, it had it, nothing to do with anything, but it's I figured it's a rough it. game. I love well, it's game. it's a game where two players battle by flying around on the back of like some sort of ostrich bird. Is that it? Ostrich, yeah. It's an yeah, ostrich, yeah, yeah. And and you fly around the screen, and uh, it's quite awesome. It's a great game, great uh, sort of versus multiplayer <laughs> game too. Uh, well, yeah, you can play versus, but yeah, the you're afraid of the vulture riders and then the pterodactyls and the dragons. They just they don't make games like that anymore, man. They don't make them as good. I don't know. <laughs> it was all downhill after Joust. They should make a remake of that, except it, they should be nothing like it. It should be turn-based combat. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, 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 you should have four, should four women interested in you. No fewer than four. They, yeah. They already remade this game, guys. It's called Flappy Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to say. Oh, the short-lived glory that was. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a departure. Remember, remember when, remember when that that game got pulled, and then people were trying to like sell their cell phones that had the game downloaded already for like thousands of dollars. That happened. Yeah, I don't even. I was not a part of that culture. Yeah, yeah. It it no. was too popular, and the guy couldn't keep up with the demand. And I think he made a few million bucks pretty quick. So he just he got out. He was like, I'm done. I don't know why he didn't just sell it. Like he should have just sold it and like made a bunch more money. But anyway, he pulled it off the app store. And then what happened then was all the phones that it had been downloaded on up to that point, uh, alleged, like to some people became very valuable. So people were posting these phones up with Flappy Bird already downloaded and selling them to people for all kinds of money. And uh, yeah, that is world history now. That happened in our past. <laughs> That is so oh sad. my god! We human beings are pathetic. I know, dude. It's so crazy. Uh, would you call question? Would you call Final Fantasy VII a cyberpunk adventure? Yes. Would you really? No, no. I'm torn. I would definitely call it cyberpunk. Interesting. Nope. For what nope. reasons would you call it cyberpunk? I just I want to know. <laughs> well, cyberpunk is it's all about dystopian futuristic settings. That's one of the things that that makes a cyberpunk. Yeah. It's a dystopian future. The fact is that it's an entire corporation that is oppressing people and the, not only the people, but the planet itself. That is, there is nothing more dystopian than that. <laughs> it is a future where you have no hope. And it's, and instantly it has to be just, it has to be futuristic, which this is definitely a sci-fi. I, I don't think anyone would argue that. And it's dystopian because obviously they're being it's it's one Shinra group being everyone else over. So yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's Aetherpunk. What's Aetherpunk? Aetherpunk yeah. is defined as Aetherpunk or Magic Punk. It also has a few other names, is probably one of the most diverse punk punk genres. It often slots in on top of another genre, and its only real unifying basis is technology based on magic. Yeah. It's I think it's actually pronounced etherpunk. Ether. I'm not sure. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going aether on this one. Yeah, I always. I've always said okay. aether. Um, but no. The, <laughs> sure, I would say it's both. Then. The, the only, I would say it's both, because you're absolutely right. It is. It does use kind of magic and technology in in conjunction. But I think the the dystopian part is the core story. Well, dystopian, I think, just makes it dystopian. Um, like that. That is plugged into so many genres to say that that's a defining part of cyberpunk. I don't think that that's accurate. It is a defining feature. It's a feature, but it's not the pedestal of which that cyberpunk is based on. 
You know what's weird? Uh, cyberpunk is a subgenre of dystopian futuristic. So you have, it has to be dystopian okay. for it to be cyberpunk. Guys, I'm on yeah, the site I, I know, right but now. I'm, I'm saying, right, um, but I'm not. <laughs> I think you're maybe misunderstanding what I'm saying. I'm saying that the, it is definitely dystopian. I don't think that that is the cornerstone of what makes it cyberpunk because that just makes it dystopian. Now, to actually take well, it into cyberpunk, it needs to be that, of course, but that is not. The being that does not Wikipedia make a cyberpunk. Wikipedia dis- <laughs> disagrees with you. That's fine. Good. Wik- Wikipedia is allowed to d- disagree with me. Um, cyberpunk is usually noted by a proliferation of transhumanism and a um, large focus on the digital space, which the digital space is almost non-existent in Final Fantasy VII. Wait, maybe Cyberpunk 2077 is actually biopunk. Based on based on the definition I'm reading here, so no, are, it's a very it's extremely transhumanist. Well, no, no, he, he, hear me out, hear me out. So, metal and technology is replaced by biological hacking. Oh no, wait, wait, this is reverse. Yeah, this is exactly. reverse. This is what happens after cyberpunk when they start going back to like flesh and blood. <laughs> so yeah. you're you're absolutely right, Rob, with the artificial intelligence and the cybernetics. I think it very clear the cybernetics with uh, I mean they're not really good okay. cybernetics at this point, but definitely they're cybernetic. Yeah, Barrett's got it. I mean that's undeniable. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying there's a huge yeah. digital scape that's supposed to be present in a cyberpunk universe that is not a present in seven. Guys, not we have really. to talk we have to talk about hmm. we have to talk about clock punk. Oh god, there's so many like uh, <laughs> diesel punk is really fun. Steampunk. This is this says but... the description says in a sentence. Clock punk is steampunk, but slightly more antique. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm inclined. <laughs> I'm inclined to believe Why it. Why even have that? It's because because we need to we need to put everything into a nice little box, Adam. <laughs> oh, here I am. Oh, I, I've arrived at diesel punk. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, diesel punk different. And I, it's cool. I think. Uh, oh, I love this uh, stuff. Mad Max is kind of a diesel yeah, punk type thing. I would. I would. I would probably agree with that. Well, this it, it's showing like war machines that take place between World War One and Two, so like tanks that walk, yep. for instance. Yeah, and, is, and, is an anything example. that's like diesel tech, effectively. Yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. All it is. Yeah, I mean, even they even tend to have cybernetics that are diesel run, which is like bizarre to think about. That would be awful. Just constantly having this thing in on your arms. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wait, th- there's a subgenre here that we're missing completely, guys. We have to talk about it. Uh, uh, under under diesel punk, you also have deco punk, which is like they're explaining is it's like Bioshock one. Okay, I feel like they're just sort of like seventies punk. I feel like they're just taking everything and just trying to slot it into some sort of punk. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that Bioshock. I'd put that under Steam. Steam really? Um, yeah. I'm not gonna get into it. It doesn't quite. <laughs> it doesn't quite fit. I don't know what I'd put it under. Yeah, I, I'd be. It's the closer to steampunk than I think anything else. That '70s show underwater. <laughs> Just move along. <laughs> well, I'll move along, but you won't like where this is going uh, because I, I found. I, I never do. I found a new type of punk. We have to talk. Sorry, no, we don't. We have to talk about Formica punk. It's called cassette futurism. <laughs> oh my god so 80s punk. 80s so, punk yeah yeah 80s what punk about? that's just the alien movies that's yeah <laughs> jesus christ why do our spaceships run on 200 year old technology because <laughs> they don't break down 
smiley face. <laughs> to be fair, it's better than the Betamax punk. Oh, God. I'm sure that's in here. Let me keep going. Maybe there's a subgenre there I missed. <laughs> okay. Oh, my okay. God. Why? Everything runs on giant fucking discs. <laughs> oh, man. This is... Uh... Oh, boy. Instead of uh, discs, they, they kept using the xylophone. Just made it to steampunk. All the technology <laughs> that came with. Just made it to steampunk. Pretty standard definition there. However, there is a subgenre here that you guys probably know nothing about because you're like punk plebs i'm learned i'm a learned punk now there's one called cattle punk <laughs> it's basically steampunk in the american west yeah oh, oh, yeah that's been around for a while so that that that's basically what the movie wild wild west yeah is. that yeah. cowboys yeah, and aliens yeah stuff like that giant people uh, people really uh, just robot spiders yeah it's it's really it's really just steampunk. Oh, I just I just made it to the proposed genres. So apparently there's a committee somewhere that, that approves these things, and uh, like a punk committee. And and what I'm imagining is it's almost like a council of ricks, but instead it's just like like different people dressed up as different punk genres who all sit around like you know like uh, like a throne room on different on different punk themed thrones. So there's different half on that correlate to the different punk. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's there's flower punk. Which I won't read because it does sound kind of lame. There's manners, manners punk or manners spunk. So manners punk is the Regency period. Name of your first sex take. I don't even understand yeah. what this is saying. There's Afropunk, which I would I would say is already an established thing. Afropunk. Afropunk. Yeah, and then um, how about fr- <laughs> ooh, ooh here's here's one we can all be on board with. How about fur punk? So this is a futuristic uh, version of punk that's populated entirely by furries, created with genetic engineering. Uh-huh. Oh my god! And then, and then uh, to to finish it off, guys, let's talk a little bit about my favorite yurt punk, <laughs> futuristic punk genre that takes Mongolian and Near East inspired architecture and culture to the stars. Actually, that sounds a lot like. Um, uh, beyond the the new Beyond Good and Evil, the trailer that came out a couple years ago that was so sweet that that sounds like mm-hmm. your punk. That's cool. It could be punk. They also call that punkistan or step punk. But you know what? I'm good with all of them. So I'm into it. There are just too many of these things. Anyway, well, that's episode uh, 87 of Rotogeek Official Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We're not even going to go down the list of the movies I've I've nice and neatly Ooh. gathered. An actual guys. topic for us today, yes, Adam. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna veto that because I want to snub him at any possible turn. So, uh, so there are a, a list of movies. There's a lot going on in movies this year, or there was a lot going on in movies this year. And Adam has kindly put together uh, a, a list of movies uh, based on release dates for us to let us know exactly when our when our newest favorite movies are uh, are coming out this year. And you know, what? I, I'm going to go ahead and posture here. You know, I think this is the perfect opportunity when they st- when they restart things and kind of get it all going again. I want to see Battle Angel Alita in theaters again. So maybe they could just like release old movies and see if people show up. So I'd be all about it. We should all go really? see it again. That movie was fun. Was it? It was so much fun. Right. I know I bring it up once every few episodes, but I had a blast watching that movie. 
<laughs> it was fun in the same way as B movies are fun. Like yeah. the same way that watching. Uh, oh crap! What's that? Um, Mystery Science Theaters. Watching their movies are fun. The movies are awful, but it's fun to make fun of. Them. Dude, there, there was there was no point at which Hugo's descent into like step punk horror wasn't fun. It was so. I mean, You're just being a heart, a brain, and a jack. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was roughly. It was yurt punk, maybe. But look, it got really bad for that guy, and every step of that journey was so funny. Dude. <laughs> oh, ah, that be that your lesson. Don't just fall in love with random big-eyed robots. I mean, just yeah. think about think about how it would have worked. Just think about it. He's a I'm man good. of flesh and blood. She's a woman of. So Mulan got delayed. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Continue. It got pushed to July. Um, Wonder Woman. It's unfortunate. It got pushed to August. Fine, I can live with this, I guess. Um, good movie, so I, I'm fine with them delaying it. A movie that I actually haven't heard much about in a while, um, and this reminded me, was Bill and Ted Face the Music. Oh, yeah. Unchanged. Unchanged. It stays August 21st. Wow. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one. And I, when I was doing research and bringing it all up the list and putting it all together, uh, I found it went, holy shit. And it's unchanged. I should bring this up. <laughs> what's what's Mulan? Is that the one about the virus? Is that like the virus movie? What is that? No, that's Wuhan. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, my God. It's not too soon. It's where a woman... It's where a decked woman from her from her family life, where they, they don't let they don't let women deal with viruses, so she goes out as a man and saves the world, basically from the virus. She does. Is that the story? Yes, yes. She contracts the virus that she stops the virus at the China at the wall at the Great Wall of China. Oh my God! Did the virus really stop at the Great Wall of China? I mean, in modern times, like you right have no now. idea how much I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm just we'll saying, maybe maybe it served a modern purpose. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think the Great Wall had any effect on it. Wait, 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 it. wait, wait. I don't wait, think wait. the germs and the disease showed up and went, oh, no, we can't pass this. Hear me out. We didn't do it, we, we won't Hear do me it. out. As someone who has no clue about geography of China, hear me out. So think about this. The Great Wall was built to keep the Mongolians out. Did its job great. Really fun. Some cool movies no, made it about it. By the way, what's that? <laughs> it didn't do a good job. Okay, but Adam, we don't no, need no, your no, facts. no, no, no. It, it, listen, I, I saw the movies. Okay, I saw the. What was the one where Matt Damon battled the dragon people? What was that one? <laughs> oh, I don't oh no! <laughs> the Great Wall. That was it. Was t- it was titled Great Wall? That's actual Chinese history, guys. Come on! Oh gosh! <laughs> Come on! No, I, I only watched The Mummy 3. That's the only Chinese history. I uh, also, also accurate. And uh, and so that's what it did back in the day, like thousands of years ago. It kept the Mongolians from coming from the West. And then this time around, it kept the virus from coming from the East. So Black Widow was delayed. <laughs> <laughs> it got pushed back, I think, pretty heavily from May 1st to November 6th. So it's not going to happen until November. Dude, Marvel has to be like over the moon that this just bought them like another six months to figure out what the hell to do. Like they must be absolutely just stunned by the opportunity to pick up the pieces that were left behind. No, they're probably pissed off because they, they have money coming in a very, like at this point, their movies aren't just, hey, we're going to do an artsy fartsy movie and see how it goes. It's clockwork. It's math now. And... <laughs> 
So they have to keep the shit pumping. Otherwise, they just it fuck their entire system. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully uh, Disney Plus is buffering them a bit. But actually, if it's oh, pushed it back till November, that's right around when uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out too. So it's I'm it's kind of get delayed. That's yeah. Let me. Just, I didn't put a list of TV shows, so I don't know. Mm. Let me just put it to you like this, okay? Everyone is trapped inside their houses, dreaming of better times. I can guarantee you, Disney Plus has got a lot of subscriptions right now. People are there, sitting there watching all their Disney movies. <laughs> they're watching oh, with their kids too. All the kids shows. Oh, yeah. They're, they're oh, Rob and yeah. they're watching Song of the South on repeat. Yep. <laughs> still, still not on there yet. I know. I'm waiting. So actually, I should actually mention this. So remember, we had a little bit of a kerfuffle about this a little while back. Many, many oh, times we have. Yes, many times. So I went back and I watched it. And I, I, I'm i going to take a weird stance on this. I, I think that it it is not as offensive as people make it. I think people okay. are I think you're probably more right. than I think, I think you're probably taking... No, no. You need to watch out because there was an edited version. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yes. Okay. There so... are three versions of that movie, so you have to watch out which one you watch because there's one that is really bad. Okay. One that is pretty bad, and then one that is, I would argue, still bad, but better. But not yeah. that. But bad. maybe okay, just like so... just like ignore crazy grandpa bad. No, like don't get me wrong. The fact that it had that problem in the first place is a problem. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying, like, from a from an innocent child's perspective, I don't think it's as bad as people made out to be. Now, that being said, I may have been re- watching the edited version. I have no idea. So I got to go back and figure that out. So I'll do that. I don't have the exact list of... There's, there's a few, and it's I don't know exactly the number and exactly when they occurred, but I know that they got progressively less bad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then, call, call it call it Rob's eventual homework. I will go back and I'll I'll look for the different. What if edits. What if we find out that this whole time the movie he was really watching was something completely different, and it wasn't even Song of the South? What if we find out <laughs> no. that it was like City Slickers or something? See, I'm I'm battling with the problem that I actually watched Song of the South a bunch when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like it's it's got like a lot of nostalgia point yes. for me. Yeah, and yeah. when when that reveal happened originally, when people were like, "Hey, this is racist as shit," I was like, "I never saw it in that light." So like I was like, "Oh shit, it is too." But at the same time, I'm like, th- and like I said, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna watch to see what edit I've seen. But it wasn't as bad in my eyes. How wonderful for you, like going through this time where people were just like shitting on your childhood. Like that's so sweet. Oh dude. no, I don't. I don't care about that. <laughs> no, like people. People oh, were legitimately man. felt legitimately offended, and I and I can understand that. And that's not good that yeah. people were in that. I don't situation. think there's anything wrong with like a, an edited version hitting Disney Plus if that's the case. I, I don't think it needs to be like, oh, we can never touch this thing again. If they if they edit it, you know, respectfully and mm-hmm. uh, and make something that can be more inclusive, then sure, why not? Like, I, don't I think know. that they should. I think that that's probably for the best. Or you know what? To be honest, remake it. Yeah, ooh, there you go, there you go. Make it better. It was, by the way, things were so bad at the time that Walt Disney did the opening remarks for the first time it premiered at the Fox Theater in Atlanta. And reaction was so bad that he basically didn't watch the film with everyone else. He just left quietly to go be in his hotel. Like, <laughs> he just sat there quietly. He didn't even watch it. With he the just movie. left Atlanta. <laughs> he just, he <laughs> just, he's like, GTFO, man, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Really? Is that actually a thing that happened? Because um, I was under the understanding that the the outcry did not happen until way later on. 
I don't know exactly what the outcry was about. All I know is that um, he did his introductory remarks. He then quietly left for his room, just bugged off, um, and had stated afterwards that the unexpected audience reactions upset him, that he was better off not seeing it, um, seeing the film with an audience. That's interesting. So I don't know exactly what they were complaining about with him. I don't know that, like, I don't know those details. I didn't look, I, I didn't get it into that <laughs> smidgen of detail. I can't remember that shit. You know, but yeah. That's, you know what? We, we should probably do this as an episode. We should, we should go there. Oh, maybe we should. I kind of think we should. Yeah, I think I so. Think we I think it's a good idea. I think it's a, d- I think dig it's... into the history of the movie because it, it's brutal, but we have to be very cognizant of it. Yeah. It has some bad things. Well, oh, yeah, we, we could do like a reactions portion and then like an actual discussion about it too. Yeah, I think that's not a bad idea. I mean, it's something that everyone else gets really heated about. We should take a look at it. So so, so yeah. Adam comes on. He's like, yeah, Rob, this is the most offensive movie ever made. What did you think of it? And then you're like, oh, it's great. <laughs> oh, it's not the most offensive. It is no, not the most no, offensive. Okay, and, you know, and maybe that, you know, that, that's actually funny because I didn't even think about that. Maybe I don't take offense to it because I've seen so many more worse things out there. It's true. We do have the, right, we do have the internet now. Oh, my God. Like, no, like, I, growing up, I've watched so many movies I should not have watched. But not even just like the like not even like the oh my parents left out the VHS of something, like I've I had access to the internet I watched everything Serbian film is like up there I've seen that like there's like there's some bad movies I've watched so like when I see these things I'm like eh <laughs> what what happens in Serbian film seriously I it's I like don't... banned most places in what? the world why what what's so bad about it it's like about snuff porn. Oh, okay. Jesus. Yeah. Well, it's a you know, is it consensual? Film. It's a very, no, it, it's a very good film. It's a very good film. Oh. And it's like it's a drama. It's a drama film. It's not like a documentary. Oh, it's called Serbian film. Yeah, it's called a Serbian film. A Serbian film. I believe so. Oh, I, I thought, I thought so. you were just talking about, about like about. Serbian film is like a genre or something. No, I was like, damn, no, no. like what are those well, Serbians let me, up let me to? Let look it up. <laughs> oh man. So anyway, Adam. Yeah, we'll have to take a look at that. We'll have to take some some uh, politically charged shows and and take a look at them and break them down, look at their history and stuff like that. That'd be pretty interesting. So uh, we got Black Widow. I mentioned that one. <laughs> free free guy. Uh, I don't I don't even know if I really care all that much about this one, but the you know the one with Ryan Reynolds, are you supposed to be an NPC in a video game? Well, I think you're supposed yeah. to care a lot about this one. Am I? Yeah, I don't know why, but I can't feel it. It's it's designed and, and the marketing's designed for you to care a lot about it. Specifically okay. you. Well, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're just they're like this is for dumb. They're like, but he was in Deadpool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that got delayed to December. Um, J- Dune has not made any commitments of change, so they're still set for December. Mm, lots lots of uh, screenshots of filming of that coming out lately. Um, good, yeah. good set picks. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, and I was looking at the at the cast for that. I think everyone's in it. Like, if you were to go and look up the cast, I think it would just say on IMDb, like, every actor who's currently being paid in Hollywood is in this movie, and then some more. Because I think it has everyone. Like, the screenshots are showing, like, uh, 
you have Zendaya in some of the screenshots, and you have Josh Brolin with uh, like standing right next to um, Oscar Isaac. Like, man, there's some real heavy hitters in this movie. I'm very impressed by the cast I've seen so far. I, I'm actually really looking forward to this new version of Dune and kind of getting back into it. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I can't watch the original Dune anymore. It's slow. Really? You don't like uh, you don't like uh, when like all the queen riffs going on, they're riding on the worm and shit. It's like uh, it's not it's not it's totally timeless, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even remember it being good when I first watched it. I mean, obviously, I watched it after it was released for a while. Mm-hmm. So I watched it once, got through it. And I have tried to watch the director's cuts. Mm. Sorry. Did not do it. I have not successfully finished. Which wait? Which one have you watched? Like, are you talking about? I saw the one that I watched, and I actually have fond memories of. Is the one with Sting in it? <laughs> I don't know if it has Sting. I think it was the nineteen eighty four one. Okay, no, no, no. I watched the one that came out later. I think from that. There's one later than that. Maybe not. Hold on a second. That might have been the one. Yeah, Sting is uh, absolutely in the nineteen eighty four Dune. Okay, so yeah, that's the '84 one that I saw. You got to look up a picture, Adam, and 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 admire him and his 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 blue underwear. He played that character. Oh, I see. Ooh, wow. Ooh. They had him in. He did. He did some like original music for the film. He's like Desert Worm. You don't have to turn on a red light. <laughs> It's exactly the thing is, I barely know who Sting is, so I never knew what he looked like. So when I saw him in the movie, I didn't know that that was Sting. I, I didn't wear a big tattoo. I don't know. I just, that movie, like, it was good when I first watched it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was strange. It was, it took a long time to get to its fucking point. Um, and it was fine. I, I had no problem with it. But anytime I've tried to watch the director's cut, I can't do it. Uh, I think I think it's also I'm gonna call this desert punk. I'm gonna go ahead and throw that out there. No, that's an anime. Oh, it is an anime. <laughs> it is. Oh, dude. Uh, I think that's uh, Akira Toriyama. Yeah. Uh, really? maybe. Oh my god! Wait, stop. Desert Seriously? punk. Desert punk was good though. It was a good. 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 Uh, show. Pretty sure the original manga. Uh, okay, desert the original punk manga. Was... Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was a cure. The original manga, I'm pretty sure, was a no, 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 no. I was gonna say, I don't think that's a Kira Toriyama man because like Desert Punk is pretty r- lewd. <laughs> no, no, this one's a different one. What I'm trying to think of, there's one that that had like a kid who who drove a tank, tank, tank boy or something. Maybe okay, very different. No, wait, guys, yeah, not the same. I went back to the site. Desert Punk itself is a subgenre of punk. Okay, of course it is. Listen, <laughs> just stop. Like, and, that's and, the thing. Like, and this... dude, you know what? We're gonna make our own right now. Okay, we're gonna sit here. We're gonna make our own because I'm gonna get you to shut up about this goddamn topic. Is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> listen, listen. You so, have to. So here's what we're gonna do. We're making joust punk, right? It's when people fly on on ostriches <laughs> and joust people. But no, hold hold on, hold on. But joust punk is does it specifically have to be ostriches like all the world runs on ostriches oh, no, only no, 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 only no, giant birds only no, giant, giant birds. birds giant birds yeah okay so that technically could make some of the final fantasies uh joust punks because the world runs on choke <gasps> oh fuck oh my god it's true it's right, true Final fantasy is now joust punk oh my god because we all know that joust punk has like everything from a fantasy to a sci-fi version of it 
Guys, yeah. I'm going to submit this yeah. as a subgenre to this website for consideration. I'm going to submit it to the Council of Punks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, you have to you have to hear this though. You have to hear this extremely cringy oh. definition. It says desert punk is not always in a punk a punkalypse setting. <laughs> but, but in the name of some example, that is so bad. That is so bad. That is the most cringy definition of anything I've ever heard in my life. Oh my god. This is it. So the Batman was delayed till October. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Batman was delayed till October first. For us, the movie, those two movies, I think, are pretty important to me. Uh, uh, and one more, Doctor Strange uh, in the Multiverse of Madness was delayed till November. Okay. November 5th, to be accurate. And something I didn't even know was in development. I don't know how this got past me. It's set with Tom Holland as the main character, and it's the Uncharted movie. Oh, that's actually a thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was like forever um, ago they talked about that. Hold, Hold the fuck on. I'm sorry, Tom Holland is playing Drake? Yep. What? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is playing Drake. Let me take a quick okay. check here. Here's the thing. Uh, I like Nathan Drake. I like Tom Holland. Uh, those do not associate in my mind, so I'm interested to see how this plays out. How we... Well, we could be wrong. Maybe maybe him uh, seemingly... Maybe he could play a seemingly older role, but I really think they're losing out on not using um i'm forgetting his name right now but nathan fillion he did the little mini nathan fillion i don't i can't see nathan drake as anyone but nathan fillion uh it they, it is tom holland, holland by the way yeah i yeah. believe it no i agree and I victor think... is being played by mark Wahlberg. Eh, okay yeah i could see that oh wow well Wahlberg has a <laughs> like... Wahlberg has a much better uh, <laughs> range than most people think uh, uh my my wife is listening in, uh, uh, wife Plubby and Adam, and she she decided to send me this this little text hashtag not my great. <laughs> he's like, can you imagine this though? Tom Holland's like, is that? Would you like to go find some treasure? And then you have Mark Wahlberg like, well, what the what the fuck did you just say? I don't even know what you're saying, kid. Like, it, dude, this could be really good. This could be really good. Do guys. you understand the words that are coming out of, out of my mouth? <laughs> And then into, oh, wait, Antonio Banderas. No one understands the words that are coming out of your mouth. Guys, this has Antonio Banderas, too. So there, there's another layer. It does. There's, a, there, there's so many layers. I'm guessing he's going to play the villain or something. He's going to talk in his very sexy voice. Antonio Banderas uh, is hot on all live. I'm, ex- I'm actually excited to see it because Antonio Banderas is in it now. Yeah, he's fantastic. I really, I think they fucked up with Tom Holland. Uh, I like Tom Holland, but this was not the right choice. Well, he's gonna, he's, he's gonna prove you wrong, dude. He could, he probably will. He's, he's, I'm sure he's a good actor, <laughs> but I don't know. I really just wanted to see Nathan Fillion more of Nathan yeah. Fillion. I mean, I, I, you know, I really hope he pulls a Joker out of his hat. Tom Holland. Yeah. That would be cool. That would be cool. A, jo- a Joker out of his hat. <laughs> yeah, did you like that? Yeah, that was nice. Uh, so, and finally, the one, the last one I have on my list, which is, I think, the most important one, and I think most people can agree with me, uh, especially here in Canada, where you're allowed to smoke pot on a regular basis, is David Attenborough's A Life on Our Planet has been delayed to an unspecified Jesus time. Christ. What Jesus are we going to do? Christ. Yep. I don't know what to do. I, I, it's terrible, but, but at least David Attenborough's not dead yet. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm hoping that we could put him on a golden throne just put a speaker up to his mouth and then just inject him with a thousand souls a day 
like uh like an emperor and just have him do voiceover. Oh dude, I'm sure I'm sure he's been like recording from a home studio for at least thirty years. So <laughs> I think we probably already have his audio. Oh my god. If I could redo his voice, I would totally love to see a David Attenborough like forty K as the Emperor. You see, the Xenos have come. Like we will slaughter them. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that that, that correlates in my mind. <laughs> Like, behold, oh, the Xenos yeah, in their that, that, natural habitat. <laughs> they shall die. Yeah. And the shall be for others, for others to live. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God, it's gonna be good. All it's right. gonna be a hit. The exterminatus has been ordered. They will not reproduce. <laughs> You'll see that the the uh, the beams fired from outer space when they hit the ionosphere light the air on fire. <laughs> This gets up to a upwards degree of like fuck. I could see it. Yeah, man, I could definitely see that happening. And it's Great. the species it. is annihilated. <laughs> <laughs> what happens uh, on yeah, this? <laughs> Goddamn! <laughs> I could just keep going. I could just keep going. So just keep going. Please. It's great. I I want to see him at all. Like I want him to just do documentaries about everything. Yeah. Like, he did one little YouTube. I don't know whether it was a joke or what, what the story was, but he did a YouTube video where uh, he basically uh, do, um, did voiceover documentary style for humans. Oh God, that's it was, funny! Like it was like five minutes, two minutes, or something. I don't know why it existed, but it was fantastic. I want him to just do more of it. I, I just I I want him to do the planet human and <laughs> document and, and voiceover work for human activities and describe it as animals. It would be I, great. I could, I would pay money for that. Easy. Easy money. So that's, that's what I got on my list. It took a, you know, nearly an hour to get through a list of what? Eight movies. So <laughs> there was no commentary on any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think we managed eight different instances of commentary, completely unrelated to the films you were talking about. I think you <laughs> made eight different instances of commentary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go around the table. Alex, what have you been playing and watching, you son of a bitch? Oh, my God. I feel like we've been, like, crawling through a sandal punk dystopia, and we're just Jesus now coming out the Christ. other side. So I'm... <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. Don't make fun of it. Everyone needs sandals, and there's one company. I'm I'm not right, even going to look up the definition because it's too much fun just to think about what it is. So all I've done in the last week, honestly, is just more Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm doing the last couple. Oh, wait, wait, wait a second. Sorry. Uh, my, my, my audio just decided to lapse for no particular reason on the computer. But uh, all, all I was saying is uh, all I've been doing is Final Fantasy VII and uh, just getting right up to where the Shinra headquarters is... Uh, is uh, is about to happen? Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. So I think it's because I'm I'm recording what I've done, guys. Because before I was having internet troubles from the podcast room because it's too far from the Wi-Fi router. So what I've done is I've actually set up with a Yeti in the living room, and that's what I'm recording on. And I think what happened is it must have temporarily disconnected. But no worries because I'm back and 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 I'm better than ever. And now it's your guys' turn to go. <laughs> Nice. Adam, oh, you want to take, it, uh, take the next one? Yeah. As is um, customary. I've, I've been picking up uh, Monster <laughs> World. 
Yeah, I I dipped my toe into that, and then it's just like, ah, that's a delicious toe. Let me grab hold. And it grabbed me, and like a good great shark, it just yanked me under the water. Okay, cool. And now I'm uh, 100 uh, Nergalante kills under, and I'm, I'm ready for more. Yeah, no, I... I I, I was like, okay, I've got time. You know, this is a grindy game. It's Dark Soulsy. I can now's the time for a grindy game, and I've just enjoyed the shit out of it. Nice. For a while, I was playing it alone, and okay, that got fun. But really, the the glory in it is the glory of a group hunt where you have one guy shooting at it, one guy swinging at it, another guy coming from the other side, jumping to jump on the back and ride the fucking monster and ride it into walls while the rest of you are doing shit. It, monster Hunter World. World, yeah. Just tonight, um, as soon as we're done recording here, I'm going back on. I'm going to finish up the last quest before I start Iceborne. So Hell yeah, start a real game. For right now, I'm kind of cheating because kind of like every other MMO, <laughs> you know, when you get a new expansion, like, hey, here's some gear that lets you just skip that content. That's kind of what they did. They just gave you gear that you don't have to go through the main gameplay loop, which is massacre an entire species take their bones and their souls to put into armor so that you can then massacre the next bigger species mm -hmm. and then turn their bones and souls into armor. And that's how this goes. Well, I've been able to just not massacre species and just wear armor and just be the dominant alpha immediately. So it kind of ruined the loop, but I'm, so I'm excited to get into that loop, that hardcore. <laughs> this game hasn't been grindy enough. I need to slow down. <laughs> It kind of sucks because you're supposed to like look at this creature and go, yes, that Jagra. It gives me armor that will get, make my stamina increase. Mm -hmm. I will murder it, its family, and everyone it ever knew. And But you don't get that bonus because you look at your armor and go, eh, my armor's better no matter what it can give me. Yeah. So you don't feel the need to murder it and its entire uh, culture. So it's no fun. Yeah, you don't have to ex exterminate the entire species. Yeah. Exactly. And really, what's the point of a Monster Hunter if you can't... Speaking of which, th apparently there's a Monster Hunter movie? Probably. That doesn't oh, that's crazy. Me. Is, it a, is it a North American production or a Japanese production? No, it's production? North American. They... Uh, when I was looking up my list today, I noticed that it was on the list. It has uh, uh, Mia... Mia Jovovich? What's that? Mia, that first Mila, name? Mia, Mila Jovovich. Oh, Crazy. Yeah, one chick from uh, Fifth Element and all mm -hmm. of the... It's been the same developer, uh, producer as the Resident Evil movies. Oh, so this is going to be a rock-solid mm -hmm. winner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it does have... Um, oh, my God. I'm uh, forgetting his name. The guy from On Bach. Oh, nice. Tony Jaa. Tony Jaa? It. Yeah, it, it's got... It's got Tony Jaa as the hunter. Sweet. So it looks like the handler is supposed to be Mila, who's also kind of a hunter-ish character. And Tony Jaa is the hunter. And they have they do have uh, pictures of them in their gear. I'll admit, they look badass. The movie's probably <laughs> nice. going to be terrible. Because there is... I don't understand why, but there, it's kind of... It's going to be very similarly good as like the Sonic movie. And not even probably that good. Because there is no story to Monster Hunter. The, the story don't matter. It's there for you to make yourself feel better that you're massacring entire populations. See, that's, like that's, that, a, that's it. That's the thing, though, is because it has such a lack of story element, in my mind, makes it a perfect candidate for being a shower movie. Because you can, as long as you don't, like, wave your dick over the content that you're pulling from, like the source material, I think that you're, you're set. Yeah, 
See, the problem is if they if they took the inspiration and just did an action movie where you just beat up big monsters, you know, like a, a kaiju type thing, because that's really what this is, is it's, it's kaiju hunter. If that's all they did, that's fine, and they kept the story light and just wanted to, hey, let's use big swords to beat people up with it. Okay, fine, but you know they're going to try and inject some love bullshit story or something like that, well, and it's just not going to play out well. You know, in all honesty, I think that it would be really well served if it was like a... Um, shore movie where it focused on a like a burgeoning new hunter learning from like a veteran and they go through a variety of hunts to like build up to where they want to be and it's all about the growth of the people as opposed to the monsters themselves that could work yeah that's yeah. the thing that's the thing is if you wrote it well it could work but usually these kinds of things where they pull from yeah, this shit it's junk they yeah. don't do a good job usually though a lot of the people who make it are not people who have the, they're, they're looking for the instant name recognition, not the actual source material. Yeah, and, and actually, you know, I was thinking it would be a, a pretty decent Monster Hunter movie that it's mm. not perfect to Monster Hunter, but it gets the idea across. Kind of do it like one of those, I forget, I don't know if they have a name for him, but the Raid and the Judge Dredd movies, mm. where he gets dumped into the middle of a forest, or Revenant style, if you will, mm -hmm. where he gets dumped into a forest and he has to fight his way out against every kaiju along the way. And he's getting worse and worse. Yeah, that could be cool. That would be a decent or like a like hunter. a like a team of four, and then like they die like current modern style of show like very yeah. rapidly. <laughs> we call that we call that yeah. shooter yeah. punk in in my world. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's called bone punk, it... by the way, or forest punk. <laughs> uh, we prefer echo echo punk. Monster, it's monster punk. It's monster punk. <laughs> Jesus. Well, Rob, can can you tell us about your punk? My what? Sorry, you cut out. <laughs> Your punks. Oh my god. Actually, you know what? I was just thinking, because maybe because I've been playing it recently, but I still don't know why nobody's made a high-quality show version of XCOM yet. Like, that is something I think that would lend really well to a good series. That would be great. I think it would lend well to a good HBO like, yeah. TV movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think for sure. Um, especially now, I don't know about the older games, but the newer games have definitely veered more into story and uh, yes. world building. Yeah, I think you'd pull from the more recent uh, iterations because the old stuff is pretty uh, pretty choppy. I think you would definitely have to go into sort of the world that the new game, which I'm, I'm sure you're about to bring up, um, is telling the one where uh, I'll let you tell. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, that style. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, so, um, what kind of chimed that along, uh, the new XCOM, uh, Chimera Squad came out, uh, so it's not, I think it, it, I'll be honest, I haven't done enough research into the actual, uh, what's revolving around the game, but it feels like it's like a middling game between, like, XCOM 2 and XCOM 3, um, I think that's what Chimera Squad's kind of about, I could be wrong. But, uh, the only personal review that I've been given, uh, this is one of our buddies who picked it up and played it, it's think XCOM 2, except at the start of the mission, you bust into the place. So there's like three rooms, give or take, or usually one to two rooms. Three is a big map. Rooms, like literally just a room. Mm -hmm. You have a breach phase where you breach into the room. You kind of get to choose how to breach, you know, Rainbow Six style. And you bust through the windows, bust through the doors, so on. You take down the guys in the room. 
three rounds later, you burst into the next room. You do another breach. And that's kind of the way it works. So it's, um, it's one room after another. Kind of. always work out that way, but it's kind of like that. It, that's More often than not, that's how it turns out. Yeah, that's not exactly how I would have pitched it, but that's, um, that's one way of looking at it. Uh, kind of looking at the game from an XCOM series standpoint, if you like the tactical combat of XCOM, it very much has that. Um, if you didn't like a lot of the ancillary features of XCOM 2 or XCOM 1, where you had a lot more time crunch, it is not that. Um, what it is, is to give you kind of a blanket idea of what the game actually is, for those of you who have no idea what it is about, uh, XCOM 1 and 2 were about an alien invasion that happened. So in XCOM 1... Uh, to give some background, because I'm pretty sure even Alex, you probably don't know too much about the series. No, not not a whole lot. So this is actually kind of cool. So XCOM 1 came out, and uh, we're, we're talking about like the remake series of it. We're not talking about the original stuff. So when XCOM Enemy Unknown, that came out, uh, it was a single-player game where you had a squad of troopers, and they were from uh, the faction known as XCOM, which is essentially like a UN directive hey, aliens have shown up, we need to deal with them. So, like, it pulls from countries all around the world, and the idea is that you had to protect these countries so that they would keep paying into your program, and you would have these soldiers that would then work as agents in the field and go out and try and thwart uh, alien advancement on the planet. And in the first game, you'd get to the end of the game, and you would defeat the aliens, and everything was great. But... (laughs) When the developers looked at the statistics of how many people actually finished the game, it was less than half. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, majority of files didn't get very far. Most people got about 12 missions in and failed. Um, damn. And so what ended up happening was instead of just making the next game, they go, okay, sure. XCOM 2 comes around, the aliens win. <laughs> So they assumed that you lost the first game. <laughs> and they assumed because that... Because most people did. Because most people did. And they, they also saw my set of playthroughs and they went, holy yeah. shit, this went really terribly. Yeah. So they assumed that you lost the game actually pretty early on in the fight. Um, and so in the second game, you kind of get to play as the resistance fighting against the alien occupation. Uh, which was cool. And so by the end of the second game, uh, some of the aliens have actually come over to the side of humanity, and actually, eventually, all of them have, aside from, like, the ruling caste of the alien invaders. So now a bunch of aliens live on the planet with humans, and Chimera Squad is about the a multi-species task force of, effectively, um, police. Like, special weapons police. And, uh... <clears throat> It's, uh, it's kind of neat because you end up being able to play with both, obviously, human operators and all of these various aliens that you fought against in the series. They're now on your team. And so you're going through this whole system of like running your precinct and deploying your agents into the field to do investigations and stuff like that to find out more information on various groups. Because like, there's various like kind of criminal factions that are out there and it's all it's all really kind of 
it's really it's a really neat that's game cool in my that's mind. cool and, and i could see why that would work well as a show because you could spend like the whole first season just doing you know the battle between the aliens and the humans and then by the second season you're starting to see the crossover so that that's actually a be well, really yeah. cool concept even beyond that you could like it would be very similar to you know the discovery the star trek discovery where you have these aliens working together except for being a bunch of people on a ship they're a bunch of people they're a bunch of cops in a, mm-hmm. in a district yeah in a precinct which is really cool i think that actually that you could start with the um technically the first version of this new iteration which is XCOM declassified which was not a fantastic game but could make a great show which was actually during i think like the 50s or 60s uh aliens actually kind of attacked the planet and it was kind of all covered up like roswell conspiracy style um <laughs> and uh and it was like a, a kind of an FBI task force that dealt with the aliens back then. And it was it was XCOM in its first iteration, and then essentially you, they they won. XCOM kind of shut down after they kind of covered everything up and kind of went into sleep mode until um, Enemy Unknown happened. Well, it's not really Enemy Unknown if they'd already attacked one. Then. Well, the thing was that it was so covered up that nobody really remembered. Like only Nobody high, remembered it, even only, the people who were well, originally no, a part of it. Well, high level, high levels of government did. There's, there's just the one old guy. Like, do you know what I did when I was younger? I fought aliens. Yeah, okay, Grandpa. Whatever. That's exactly <laughs> it, right? Because it was all it was all classified. Everything became classified, and everything was explained, <laughs> and everything was explained away. So like, it was all covered up, and that was kind of like it was kind of a, a jokey thing, right? Where it was like, okay, well, we did all this cover up, and then and then XCOM. Enemy unknown happens, and <laughs> it got worse. But anyway, you made an oopsie put commitment. Yeah. So mechanic mechanically, you're right. Um, to a degree, you so you have a squad, but instead of like the squads in the original, um, sorry, in XCOM one and two, where you had people who would die permanently, uh, you now have a squad that's made up of characters that are introduced into the game, and those characters can come at random order. Um, so your, your Chimera squad does not match necessarily my Chimera squad, but there, there's a bunch of characters in the game. Um, and they all have kind of like their own stories and stuff like that and their own skill sets. Uh, yeah, they're introducing more story to your, it's more about your squad, whereas before yes. your squad was a set of mechanics, now your squad is the character. Right, yeah, your, your job in the original ones were, as in one and two, were to project your what your squad was going to be onto your units. Um, but in this game, uh, the missions are a lot more concise. You're usually done a mission in, um, I don't know, about eight turns. You're looking at about 15 minutes of mission. Not even for some of them. Uh, and it, it, it moves very, very quickly. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun because there's a lot of variety. You know, you have your VIP evacuations, your get in and extract um an, like an enemy and there's a whole thing about like lethal and non-lethal and when to use each uh so there's some, some pretty neat stuff in there and it's always a lot of fun when you're finally able to take like the stupid freaking <laughs> sectoids with all of their mind powers and use them on the enemy for once as opposed to letting them happen to you <laughs> um you son of a bitch you've been doing this to me for two fucking days <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um, so th- there's a lot of stuff, uh, out there. And of course it comes with its own, with a workshop already ready to go on steam. So, you know, there's a lot of mods coming. Sure. Yeah. There's already anime mods and naked <laughs> mods and Who Thomas knows? the train mods. We know. 
Yeah, the Shrek mods. Desert Punk mods. Um, they've, they've got Kool-Aid mods now for uh, the Breach mode. Jesus. Um, actually, Breach mode, uh, to, to, to speak a little bit more to that, because it is kind of a unique mechanic, it's neat. Uh, the whole idea is that you're getting the drop on the enemy. You're breaching like any other um, disciplinary force. A SWAT team. <laughs> yeah, so you, that's what you are, effectively, right? You're a SWAT team. And... Uh, uh, it's neat because you get multiple breach point options for some levels. So, like, you could have people preparing to go in through the windows, some going through the front door, or maybe just blowing a hole through a wall if you have breach charges on your team. Um, so there's, like, a lot of, like, like planning for your inventory, right? So if you think that you may want to go through a wall, you're going to want to make sure you have a breach charge. Um, and it, it, it gets... It's fun. If you like XCOM you will like Chimera Squad. I can pretty much guarantee it. It is just enough different to be unique in its own way, but enough of the same to be triggering the same responses as the previous two. Um, more or less. I think that they definitely listened to a lot of the feedback and they've adjusted the game. Oh, good. So I think that it is definitely worth it. And I know, Adam, you have a, a really bad history with XCOM games, and I will say this. Um, you will know within the first two hours of playing the game if you like it or not. I would say buy it, set a timer, play it for an hour and a half. If you don't like it by then, refund the game on Steam. Yeah, that's not unreasonable. That's a good mechanic to to utilize. Mm -hmm. I did learn pretty quickly um, what it was that I didn't like about XCOM, actually. I figured it out. Oh, yeah? It took me a while. I couldn't quite put my thumb on it. I obviously would just joke about it and say, ah, this is shit. I'm sucking. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I always just huge, do huge jokes about it because I didn't quite understand it. But um, I was playing Mechanic. I think I mentioned that in a previous uh, playing and watching. Mm -hmm. And that I was concerned about playing that because it was also a shooter tactics game. Obviously, I've mentioned one of my favorite games of all time is tactics. Final Fantasy yeah. tactics stuff. So, okay, you'd think that I would be all, you know, dick hard about this, but it just didn't quite kick in. And I realized it's the fundamental concept of the Overwatch mechanic. Yeah. That, that fucks me up. And I mean that on both sides, uh, as the opponent and myself. The reason is, uh, with, with the games of the tactics that I tend to enjoy, I have all the information. All the information is on the table. I, there right. is no hidden behind the walls. There is no fog of war. I have all the information and the decisions I make, I can make knowingly. It, whereas in XCOM, there's A, two problems. One, there's a lot of fog of war. So the decisions you make, uh, even though you made statistically the right choice, it may not be always the right choice. And and it forces you to always play the same way because you don't know the right decision. So you have to make the most statistically correct choice, not the choice that is correct in this scenario. And not only that, with Overwatch, it also makes you go a lot slower because there's this constant Overwatch mechanic that has to be dealt with. And in XCOM 2, it was the enemies just get to move and do stuff the moment you see them. Whereas in XCOM 1, they, you actually had Overwatch, and so did they. So it's that that I don't like. It's that slowness of the combat, and I actually don't like the not knowing uh, what's on the other side, because I do like making informed, educated choices when I make a tactics game. Otherwise, to me, it doesn't feel informed. It doesn't feel like I'm making a tactical choice. It feels like I'm making a, not random, but uh, a choice that I have no real control over. Yeah, I don't definitely don't agree with your stance on the game but i mean 
hey, that's everyone's allowed to have their opinion on it. I just don't, I don't, I don't feel the, um, I don't feel the hindrance that you feel with that mechanic yeah. because I don't, I don't put so much faith in the mechanic. I don't think you put too much faith in that mechanic. You, yeah, you, you, I, think I think I, just... I think you, if you were to completely forget Overwatch was even in the game, you would enjoy it more. Um, it, like I said, it's that plus the fog of war, the fact that scanner I grenades could make a done easy. Yeah, but then I just always are doing scanner so grenades. So what? So, like, just give me the information, and I don't have to do scanner grenades. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm just going to be doing scanner grenades so often that it's it's a hindrance that I have to constantly do it. Just give me the data and stop it's, me. Do, stop me having this and allow. It's me almost like things. the hindrance of of Rob thinking that the Final Fantasy VII remake should be exactly like the original, and then he was disappointed when it wasn't. It's almost like that kind of hindrance. <laughs> yeah, but, it, yeah. It's like, oh, you have to swing all the that's time. That's a, really fucking annoying. That's not. That's not <laughs> why accurate. Don't they, why don't they just make me stop combat all the time every time? This way, you just make the decision. Like, oh that God. is not accurate, and you fucking know. I'm it. trying to take this so far <laughs> out of context. Oh, Alex, thank you for that one. <laughs> Oh, that was amazing. I try to take it oh, so God. far out of context. I call it context punk. So I'm just I'm just counter oh to the whole God. thing, man. Oh my God. And on that fantastic <laughs> note. Jesus. Okay. Um only one other game really worth me talking about right now that I also played. Um, which I played a game called Good Company. Uh and that's kind of an entertaining game. Essentially it's just a uh let's make a company from scratch and figure out how to make things and sell them and keep your company oh, afloat <laughs> that's interesting what's it called so if you like good company if you like things like satisfactory and mm. factorio it's in the same it's in the same vein as those it sounds things. like a nice departure though for anybody who's looking for maybe like a palate cleanser from a completely different genre it sounds like those kind of games are good for that yeah yeah well it it really fits nicely into the um business punk category mm, it's <laughs> i knew you were fucking going there as soon as you start talking i was oh like i'm God. like hey one he doesn't know anything about this game so he's gonna say something completely irrelevant <laughs> oh my god we're going down we're we're going far down the aether punk rabbit hole now then i say that because it's, that's a that's a that's like alice in wonderland <laughs> no, if it's anything like that uh, Factorio Satisfactory, it might be something I'm interested in because I like that automation and, and higher level looking at things. And it's a, it's processes. a yeah, it's a it's a like it's a top down more of a management style, but it is yeah. like it is the same thematically. Um, you are building small things to make bigger things, and there's nice. a design process to it. It's not a super complex game, so it's fairly easy to get into. Um, the UI, honestly, little finicky. Um, it could definitely be designed better. I don't know how though. Um, but there was a couple things about the logistics version. Uh, sorry, the logistics area of that game that could just be cleaned up mm. a bit. Otherwise, the, the game's fantastic for what it is. I feel like, as a, a nice final note, I, I should bring up our latest. Warhammer Fantasy mini story when we gave up on the tomb. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so obviously Rob and I have been playing. <laughs> this was actually funny. We can, yeah, we, we we kind of we fit in time. Like we're like okay, an hour, hour and a half here, whatever we can, and we were playing Tomb Kings together mm -hmm. like, cooperatively. So we we're okay. Let's go to Rob's side. I send my army to Rob's section of the map to take out his enemies and then he was going to help me take out mine and I was just going to hunker down for a while so I'm hungering down have my base defended no one can penetrate my defenses this is great and at some point I see this little icon and I'm like what does that icon mean and Rob goes 
Well, that means there's David under your base. Okay, whatever. They're, they're no big deal. There's just a bunch of rats in the sewers. <laughs> and <Stop>. Rob said... <laughs> Rob, Rob did not say, oh yeah, that's not a big problem. That's not what Rob said at all. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just need to get this... You just need to build this thing that you don't already have. Uh, so I, you have to destroy I, something and rebuild something so you can go check it. I'm like, I you told, know what? No. I told him to do that. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to do it. I'll survive. I've had David in my base in previous games. Everything will be fine. Uh, five rounds later, he goes, yeah, you should probably deal with game of things because you know they can blow up bases, right? Like entire cities. Like, yeah, no, I, I think my capital is fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Ten rounds later, your capital has blown up. Oh, okay, great. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I look over, I look over at Adam's base and there's a green fucking nuclear cloud <laughs> coming out of it. I'm like, well, that's a warp stone bomb if I've ever oh seen one. God. And, uh, yep, Camry is gone. So... <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations for playing the war. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so, Congratulations so then on we that. ended up uh, starting a new yeah, game. Yeah, <laughs> what, what an absolute meltdown there. That's great. <laughs> That's just great. Oh, my God. Well, I did on Apocalypse. I gave an Apocalypse. Oh, my God. That's... Apocalypse. Well, it, it's, yeah, that's a punk... That's a punk... A punkalyptica. It's actually a punkalyptica. Punk. It's rap punk. Wow. I'm an expert now. By the way, I posted the link to that punk website in our group chat, so you guys, can, you guys can enjoy that. See that, and I oh my actively God. avoided it. Anyway, oh guys, I'm exhausted. It's crazy now. Now that we spend all of our time inside, things like this just absolutely exhaust me. Yeah. Oh, I know all the patterns you have. Fine, oh so. boy. Why don't you take us home? And uh, this is my cue to help you out because you're tired. This is where you take us home and you do the final outro, and then we say our names and say thank you. Oh man, yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll engage in 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 a, in a responsible closing here and talk about. We'll, we'll mention a couple things. We'll mention. Uh, let's see. We got a Patreon going. We'd love to have you on Patreon. And uh, and uh, actually, one of our one of our listeners is about to receive. Uh, in the next couple of weeks here, his Ronin Geek Official Podcast t-shirt for being a donor uh, on, on Patreon of $15 or more per month. So that could be you if you want to give uh, money as well to help uh, fund our creative pursuits. Uh, I did finally get the YouTube channel up and running. So make sure to check us out on YouTube. I'm doing a, a series on there called Coming to the West, which is all about uh, titles from Japan and how they make their way west. Uh, and some of them have strange journeys which is kind of fun to learn about along the way and uh so make sure to check that out and then of course uh hit us up really rethink the title for that what's that i I really hope there isn't a hooker named (laughs) i know it's a no 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 no, you misheard me it's not it's not it's not coming on the west it's it's coming to (laughs) coming to the west that that is literally where i was going with that joke Oh man! So anyway, you can you can find us. Uh, it's called uh, "Coming in the Vicinity of the West." <laughs> okay, guys, I'm out. I'm done. All right, this is episode 87. Alex Austin signing off. And isolated Adam. And just Rob. Thank you very much. All right, let's end this dumpster fire. Talk to you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>